Welcome to the Hutto Community Church Podcast. HCC is located in Hutto, Texas, and is led by Pastor Russell Daniel. For more information, please check out our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Now let's join Pastor Russell for today's message. As we resume our study on spiritual habits this week, I, I want to take special care and uh, talk to you for, for just a minute about how habits are formed uh, as it is uh, particularly applicable to today's message. So uh, back in the 90s, some researchers at MIT discovered this three-step process that occurs in the brain that creates habits for, for you and I. And, and here's how it works. So the three steps are uh, the cue, uh, the routine, and then the reward. So the cue is the trigger that tells your brain which habit you're to use. And then obviously the routine is either an activity or an emotion or some kind of uh, behavior that occurs. And then there's the reward. And that is your brain really kind of telling itself um, if, if this routine is beneficial to you or not. So um, here's how this works in, in my house, right? So uh, Haley generally goes to bed about seven o'clock and sometimes after uh you know, sometimes Brooke and I will finish up work or we'll do dishes. Uh, and sometime between seven and eight o'clock, we eventually end up on the couch and turn the TV on. Now, uh, for us, this is the cue, right? It says, uh, here's the routine, TV on, comfortable couch, and we need a bag of chips or something to snack on. And, um, and so that's the routine. We go grab the snacks and get back on the couch and watch whatever TV show we are and just munch away. And the reward is serotonin being released from uh, uh, the brain, making me feel calm and satisfied. And so since the brain likes to be calm and satisfied, then it reinforces that habit. Now, uh, not, not a terrible habit, but over time can cause excess weight gain and other health issues. So uh, let's say I, I want to change this habit. What what has to happen? Well, when I sit on the couch and, and turn on the TV, that, that cue is going to be automatically triggered. Now, you could say, well, Russell, don't sit on the couch and watch TV. Fair enough, but let's be honest. At some point, I'm, I'm going to sit on the couch and, and watch TV, and that cue is going to be triggered. Then what? You know, my, my habit says, let's go get that bag of chips and go back to our routine, but I've got to intentionally interrupt that thought pattern and do something else that gives my body the, or my brain the same reward um, releasing serotonin. So uh, one of the things that does that is actually to exercise. So instead of grabbing the bag of chips, I could get on the ground and do some push-ups and sit-ups and have the same uh, result, or at least my brain would think it would be the same result. And uh, thereby we've got a calories burned instead of calories consumed, and everybody is happy. Now, I realize changing habits is not always that simple, or as simple as maybe that sounds, because some of us battle addiction, some of us have uh, deep-rooted thought patterns that have been reinforced over and over again, and, you know, despite all that, the message I want you to hear today is that you absolutely can change. You can change your thoughts, you can change your actions, you can change your behavior, you can change your mindset, and, and, and all of that has the power to change your future. Now, 
Here's why we're talking about this today. Because over really the last decade or so, as I've observed believers in the church, it seems that there are many times when believers settle for drastically less than what God intends for us. And I don't want that to be you. Um, some say, you know, this is just God's will for my life, so woe is me. Um, others say uh, I get stuck in some kind of thought pattern that is not biblical and sometimes even harmful, and, and it's just not what God has for us, um, especially as children of the Most High God. So I want you to live as a child of the Most High God, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, not as a pauper who barely makes it into the kingdom because I'm, I don't think that's what God intends for your life. So um, I know this has a tendency to go the way of the health and wealth gospel. And let me say that this is not that at all um, because the fact is, and we just studied it last week in the scripture we read about the conversion of Saul uh, becoming the apostle Paul, it, it was God's will for him to suffer. Now, I'm not going to get into that debate um, of why sometimes we suffer and we don't, but the fact is we do. And even later in Paul's life, Paul had a thorn in the flesh that the Lord said, my grace is enough for you and I'm not going to take this away. So uh, the fact is we all face challenges. We all face tragedies even. And um, even so, you still have the power to control your thoughts and your mind. And so that's what I, I really want to talk about today. This is not... A, well, if you just make up your mind and everything's going to be great and everything's going to be peachy, this is not that kind of message. Uh, but I am saying you do have the power to change your mind and you have the power to be the person that God actually created you to be instead of settling for the woe is me and this is my lot in life type attitude. And what that really takes is a made up mind. And you've got to make up your mind that you are going to live out uh, God's will for your life. And I know this is super cliche and probably doesn't belong in the church, but you're going to live your best life, right? But like you're going to live life to the fullest as God intends it for you. But you've got to make up your mind to do that, right? Like you've got to make up your mind that you're going to follow him, that you're going to do what it takes, and you're going to take care of business, and sometimes that means even embracing hard things along the way. Um, for Jesus in, in Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 51, it says, When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. So in, in that moment in Jesus' life and his relationship with the Father, he understood what was asked of the Father and what his will was. And so he made up his mind that it was time to go to Jerusalem, that he might ultimately go to the cross for you and for me. And, and so some of you today, you need to make up your mind that, that you're going to follow the Lord with your whole heart. And you're going to do whatever it takes to do that. And you've been playing this uh, wishy-washy Christian game for, for such a long time. And, and really the time, and if you haven't got this over the last, you know, year, the time is now to follow Christ and to take that relationship seriously. And so you've got to make up your mind that no matter what happens in your life, that you're going to follow Christ. And really, you've got to settle it in your mind that God is good, 
that he loves you and that he has a plan for you. Uh, this is the very, you know, essence of, of what we believe. We believe God loves us. If he didn't, he wouldn't have sent uh, Jesus to die on the cross for us. And I know some of you wrestle with that because you've experienced tragedy and you've experienced heartache and hurt. And you're wondering, man, how could God be good? But I'm telling you, you've got to make up your mind that you're going to believe God's word over your experience and trust that. Uh, some of you've got to make up your mind that you're going to make your marriage work. And you're on the fence with marriage and you're thinking, well, do I stay in this or do I go? What, what about the kids? And, and you just got to make up your mind that you're going to accept the challenge to grow, to learn to communicate, to learn to love one another and to make your marriage work. Uh, for others of you, you've got to make up your mind that this last week was not the worst week of your life. Right, that uh, there were some positive things that happened in the snowpocalypse of 2021. And, and listen, I'm not trying to make light of anybody's burden this week. Uh, so many of us were without power for a long time. Some of you are even still without water, and maybe some are still listening without power here. I, I don't know. Um, but we've got to make up our mind that we're going to have a positive attitude regardless of how tough things get regardless of how tough things get. So, you know, whatever it, whatever it is in, in your life that the Lord is leading you to do or leading you to change, you've got to make up your mind that you are going to do it. You can do it. Uh, you just, you've got to be resolute and you've got to put a stake in the ground and say, my mind is made up. The Lord has asked this of me and this is what I'm going to do. Um, I was listening to a podcast this week, and um, it, it was of a gentleman who interviewed uh, Dick Hoyt. Now, I don't know if you've heard of, of Dick and, and Rick Hoyt, uh, but they make up Team Hoyt, and uh, Rick um, suffers from cerebral palsy. He's a he's a quadriplegic, and Dick is his dad. And several several years ago. Uh, Dick made up his mind that he was going to go and compete in some of these um, athletic events such as marathons, triathlons, even do, I think he did the Ironman. Uh, some of these crazy type events that most normal people just don't do. Uh, but he was going to do it with his quadriplegic son. And um, so the interview started out, and I love the way the guy told the story. He's like, well, you know, Dick, when you started on this journey, you didn't know how to swim. So how did you do it? And Dick responds, well, I made up my mind. I lived by a lake and I just decided I was going to swim out for an hour and then I would have to swim back. And so I learned to swim. I made up my mind. And he's like, okay, next question. Well, Dick, you faced injuries of all kinds. You know, I think recently your doctor said, uh, don't, don't run anymore. What did you do? How'd you handle that? He said, well, I ran anyway. I just made up my mind I was going to do it. And over and over again, as all these questions came up, his response was simply that, well, I made up my mind that, that, that that's what I was going to do. And it's kind of funny. At one point he says, you know, if I've made up my mind to run eight miles, running eight miles is no problem. But then if I say I'm going to add two more miles on the end, well, my, my mind has already been made up for eight, but two more becomes extremely difficult. But if at the beginning of the training, I say, well, I'm going to run 12 miles, then the 12 miles is, is no problem. But you've got to make up your mind in the beginning to what you're going to do. And so 
Uh, church family, that's what I hope you will do. Like wh where God is working in your life, I want you to make up your mind that you're going to do that thing, whatever that is, and that you are going to follow him no matter what. Um, and I think this is really important for a, a couple of reasons. Because so much of this is tied to our identity and our self-worth. And so if some of you have made up your mind that you are not a spiritual person, right? And for whatever reason, you've made some decision and made up your mind, well, I'm just, I'm just not that spiritual. And the truth is you are. And the fact is I witnessed it this week as you literally lived out the gospel, serving one another, caring for one another, checking for one another, that you are a spiritual person. And so you've got to change that habit of thinking in your life. You've got to make those changes like we talked about at the very beginning and make up your mind that you are a spiritual person and that God can use you and he does love you and he wants to do great things through you. Uh, for, for others of you, this is tied to your self-worth. And so for some reason, you've beat yourself up along the way and you've made up your mind that, you know what, I, I'm a failure or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not a good husband or I'm not a good wife or, or whatever the case may be. And you belittle yourself when God's word says very opposite of that. It says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, that you are, are gifted, that you have every blessing under heaven available to you and all of these things. And so We've made up our mind to agree with the world, but God's word tells us, as we'll see here in just a minute, that we are to renew our mind and be transformed so that we can uh, determine what the Lord's will for our life is. So, I mean, I believe this is a crucial issue that you've got to make up your mind in certain areas of your life as to who you are, that you are a spiritual person. You, again, that God does have a plan for your life. And on and on, I, I'm repeating myself here. So um, how do we get there, right? Well, I want to give you some tips along the way. Number one, and this this I'm just going to kind of pass over because it's, it's by way of review for you and I. We're going to live by the Spirit, okay? This goes back to what we talked about uh, last fall in Romans chapter 8. Um, the last part of verse 5 and then verse 6 says, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. And I know in this day and time, life and peace are what we want. And so Scripture tells us that the way we do that is that we've got to make up our mind that we're going to focus on things of the Spirit. And you say, well, well, what are those? Well, they're, they're the spiritual habits that we've been talking about for uh, several weeks now. It's setting your mind on God's word, meditating on it, reading it on a regular basis, uh, letting it, um, oh, I'm, I'm missing the word here, but let it just, it, let it consume you. Let it soak all the way through. Uh, memorize it if you can. It, it's praying. Uh, we talked about prayer. It's having communication with the Lord. It's, it's listening to the Lord and hearing from him, and following through in obedience to uh, his word and what his spirit leads you to do. 
as being in Christian community. That is living life in the Spirit. And the further we can get into living life in the Spirit, the, the more our mind will be transformed, the more we will think um, and change those habits of thinking to think more in line with God's Word. Uh, but also we want to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2. Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that the, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And church, I, again, I, I want to say I'm proud of you guys for not engaging in the um, in conforming to the world standards this week. Again, I, I know it was a hard week for all of us. Uh, but so many people, and you guys probably saw them all on social media, uh, griping, complaining, blaming others for problems, instead of making the best of the situation and deciding that we're just going to um, gut it out and being thankful for what we do have. And, and I saw several of you post this week that uh, you were very grateful for the friends that were around you and for people's generosity to you. And, and focusing on those things helps to renew our mind. And so, man, I, I, again, I just I commend you for that, that thought pattern. Um, so as we renew our mind, that we do want to be, and this is, again, you guys know this is one of my soapboxes, we want to be grateful. We want to start with gratefulness. That's really the key to starting to renew our mind. Because if we conform to the world, then we gripe and we complain and we look at everything that is wrong and everything that we have to do and everything becomes negative very quickly. But when we live according to scripture, when we are thankful, when we are uh, grateful for even all the little things around us, whether it's people who have served us, people who have reached out to us, um, man, for the sun finally coming out yesterday and uh, drying up some of this snow and getting it off the road so uh, that we can kind of semi-return to normal life. Being thankful for a hot cup of coffee or a hot meal from some friends and focusing on those things instead of all the negatives in the life, then we, be we begin to renew our minds and we're able to think clearly and rationally and logically and even spiritually. And so you guys know the verses that I love to quote, um, Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and following. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then that dramatic transformation, the, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So as we renew our minds, we start with gratefulness. Uh, but also we've got to um, accept our challenges as opportunities to grow. We've got to accept our challenges as opportunities to grow. You know, we started this year talking about maturity. Um, and, and the fact is we cannot grow, we cannot mature unless challenges are put in front of us. And it's true in every area of life. If we're talking about uh, the weight room, for those of you who like to work out, your muscles will not grow. You will not get stronger unless you are challenged on a consistent basis. Uh, for those of you in business, as, as you've grown, as you've gotten promoted uh, to higher positions, um, 
you know that you face unique challenges along the way. And each challenge that you face allows you an opportunity to grow, to grow in your leadership, to grow in your commitment to your employer. Um, so challenges uh, are good for us and they help us. But when it comes to life, we don't want challenges and we look at them as negatives instead of positives. And so uh, church, I'm challenging you to accept the challenges that come to you as an opportunity to grow. Because um, either we're going to attack those challenges head on or they are going to attack us. Either we can grow towards maturity in Christ or we can shrink away from it. And again, um, my favorite passage on this one comes out of James chapter one. And it says, uh, count it all joy. Consider, make up your mind to be joyful, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or perseverance, as some say. And perseverance must have its full effect so that you can be perfect or mature and complete, lacking in nothing. And so James just lays it out there, short and sweet. He says, listen, when trials come, when hard things come your way in life, you've got to adopt a joyful attitude. You've got to attack it and know that it is an opportunity for you to grow, for you to mature. But you've got to make up your mind. You've got to make up your mind in the beginning that you're going to accept that challenge, that you're going to grow and that you're going to draw closer to the Lord through that. And finally, we've got to exercise our willpower. At some point, we've got to put in the work, right? God can put all the tools. He can put all the scripture. He can even put all of his sovereign power behind it. But, but if you and I don't make the decision that we're going to exercise our willpower, that we're going to get in the game, that we're going to make up our mind and do something to change things, then we'll just stay the same. And, and you will be that person I talked about at the beginning that says, oh, woe is me. This is my lot in life. But I believe that you, church family, are better than that. I believe that you want to achieve all that God has for you, that, that you want to see that come to fruition. So, church, I, I just ask you, what decisions do you need to make today? What things do you need to make up your mind about? Is it your marriage? Do you need to make up your mind to go get counseling finally and just draw a line in the sand and say, we're going to do what it takes to make this work for us, for our family, for our future. We're going to make it work. Do you need to make up your mind about your finances? I mean, some of you have been dragging along debt for, for such a long time and God's been working on you about it. He's been talking to you, but, but you've been putting him off and putting him off. I wonder if you'll make up your mind about getting out of debt once and for all. I wonder if the Lord has been knocking on the door of your heart. And maybe, uh, like I said at the beginning, you don't know about this Christianity thing. And maybe you've been playing the game, but, but you need to make up your mind to follow Christ once and for all. And to get involved in all of these spiritual habits that we've been talking about over the past few weeks. And you need to change the game. Or maybe it's that the Lord is leading you to get into ministry or start some kind of nonprofit that would aid the church in, in doing great work around the world. And you've been putting it off, but you need to make up your mind once and for all that you're going to do it. So church family, what is it that God is working on you about that you need to make up your mind 
that you need to change things in your life. You need to go back to those habits, those thought patterns, um, and you need to make those changes so that you can be that all that God has made you to be, that life and peace can be yours, that one day you will hear that, well done, my good and faithful servant. I challenge you, make up your mind today. You have the power to change. God has given it to you right here in between this little area right here of your head. And it's time to do it. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or visit our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.